0: thinks they can look at someone else and say, I don't think they're born again. If that individual is saying, I have been born again, I have a relationship with God through Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in me, I have, and someone else thinks they have the right to say, I don't think they have. It's really, really a, a very antagonistic. It's fear mongering. And I have to tell you, it does hurt. I mean, when I'm reading those words, While I get that kind of stuff, it does hurt when another Christian tells me, you're not a Christian, you're not born again, you're going to burn in hell forever. Because we differ on some things that I just don't see as, uh, as significant, they may. So for some reason, ardent accusers do a couple things really quickly. They appeal to God. I prayed about this and God told me this about you. I've heard that one before. I, hey, I have a complaint about you, Sean. I prayed and this is what I got. And then the, the, the key to it though is when they pray and they come and they accuse you, then they have become the accuser. And there are, the accusers are the dark forces in the world. When they are trying to discourage you rather than encourage you. If someone says, I've been praying about you and I just want to know God just seems to be telling me that he loves you and he's encouraging you, you know, that's one thing. But if it's to try to say, God has told me that you are uh, going to hell and you're not a Christian and things like that, I've prayed about it. Be very careful of that. Finally, uh, he says, the way you conduct yourself is also telling, uh, we, sh- we all know each other by our fruits. The LDS used to hate my appearance. The LDS attacked my appearance. This brother attacks my fruits that I'm bearing. He says, another thing is the way you conduct yourself is telling. I guess I don't conduct myself the way that is suitable to him. But then again, how can we tell? How do we know? People conduct themselves in different ways. The interesting thing is doctrine, theology, is not included in the fruits of the Spirit. Well, the fruits of the Spirit is love, I believe, with a colon, and the manifestations of love, which are joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. I have an issue with some of those. I, I don't, I'm not always gentle, and I, I, I'm not always long suffering, and I'm not always meek, and temperance sometimes has been a problem. So, uh, but I try to have the fruit of the Spirit. My accuser says, my fruits are failing. Then he says, with the death bomb, delivering the conclusion, I know with 100% certainty, as I pray on this, he's in Canada, I think, that you are not a Christian. And statistically speaking, you have less than 1% chance of giving your life to Christ. I don't know where he gets his statistics (laughs) <laughs> I don't know where that model is, but I don't think you will ever repent of your modalism, so you are going to hell. <laughs> I'm ra- laughing with Reed. I would take that bet any day. I-, I-, I don't know what has to happen in this beautiful faith for this to start to end. I, I, this is the stuff that we're talking about when we go about religiosity and about doctrine and all this stuff. This is living example of it. And I don't even think Troy knows that his views are disagreed with, his personal views, with other very good Christians that are known as being good Christians. But he took William Lane Craig and said he's out the door, too, and, and others, so... He says, perhaps my poster is no longer to lead you to Christ, but to protect those that would be deceived by you. Praise the Lord for his discernment. So I want to I wanna ask something. I have a question uh, for our caller viewer, and he's watching tonight. And here's my question. If you can answer, you can call in. I'll let, we'll let you on the show. I don't want to talk about the Trinity. I don't want to talk about all the other accusations and all the other doctrinal things. But if you will come on and you'll answer this one question with a yes or no, I just want to hear your yes or no. And this is the question. Let's say you're correct and I'm not a Christian. And I will never be a Christian according to your standards. I will always have difficulties with the Trinity. Not that other people like it, but I, I don't. And I am going to continue to teach the non-Trinitarian view. And in doing that, I am going to influence other people to accept the non-Trinitarian view. Okay? You've got all that? In your words, I'm going to hell and I'm not a Christian because I don't accept the non-Trinitarian view. So what that means, Troy, is that I am going to continue to teach the non-Trinitarian view and I'm going to influence people, and therefore I am going to be leading people into hell forever and ever. This is my question to you. Just think about it. Yes or no, Troy. Should I kill myself? That's the question. Yes or no? I mean, I am taking people, I, and I'm teaching the non-Trinitarian view, and some will hear it and they'll go with it. And that, to you, says they're going to hell. Should I kill myself now, Troy? That's the question. Now, I heard Reed Reed laughing and other people uh, chuckling at this, and I laughed too. But it's really not funny because how you answer this really does describe how you see this faith. If you say, yes, you should, then we know one thing about the way you see it. If you say, no, you shouldn't, then what you're saying is, my teachings really aren't that important to people's eternal life. Because, I mean, leading people to hell is far uh, more serious than hurting somebody. That is affecting people's eternities, right? Right? So, the question's to you, Troy. If you want to call on air and you want to answer that question only, yes or no, if I call, we'll take your call and just say no or yes, should I kill myself? And we will go from there. So, I got to do this and it's, it'll go quick, but I want to go through and instead of what I've discovered when it comes to the Trinity is that there's always has to be an explanation with quotes and bromides from men to make it make sense. You can't just take the scripture. You have to take what we say about the scripture, put the model together, and then explain the model in human terms. I want to give, share with you passages of scripture. You read the scripture, and you tell me if I'm so far off for not agreeing with the idea of what the Trinity is. Ready? My idea is there's one God. My idea is that the one God is the Father. My beliefs are that Jesus is the Lord and Savior. That Jesus is never called God the Son in Scripture. And Jesus is never called, and the Holy Spirit is never called God the Spirit. Never. Quite frankly, the Holy Spirit is barely mentioned when it comes to the two. We all have access to the one God by and through Jesus and Jesus alone. That, that's how I stand on it, okay? So someone's got to turn the phone off. Here we go. It was Reed. He laughs and he takes calls. Okay, here are the passages. You ready? 1 Timothy 2.5 For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 8:6. But to us there is but one God, the Father. There is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things and we in him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things and we by him. 1 Corinthians 11:3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Acts 2, 36, Peter says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made, God has made, that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Ephesians 4, 6, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. One God and Father. Acts 20, 21, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. I read the scripture that speaks to me. I don't have men telling me how I need to understand that. I read that and that's what it says. I believe it. I don't use these constructions. Let's go on testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 1, 7, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. Romans 6.11, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul says in Romans 7.25, I thank God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Romans eight thirty nine. nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Do you notice that in every one of these so far, he doesn't say which is in Christ Jesus, our God. He never says it, Never in any of the passages you're going to read. Romans 15:6 that we may with one mind and one mouth glorify God even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1:3 1, Grace be unto you and peace from God our father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our lord. I have maintained, will always maintain, we have one God, the Father, and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Do I believe Jesus Christ was God walking among us? Absolutely. But don't tell me that he was a separate God. Don't tell me there's three. There is one God. This makes it plain through and through. Let's go on. 1 Corinthians 1557, but thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians 1, 2 Corinthians 1:2. grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be to God even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort. Read the words, read what it says. I'm just asking you to read what the Bible says. There's no interpretation there is no Nicene Creed. There's no Constantine trying to get things together. There's no Arius uh, and Athanasius argument going on here. There's no extrapolation. There's just the word. What does it tell you? Go on, 2 Corinthians eleven thirty one. 31. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. There are three mentioned there. Is the Holy Spirit God? Yes, it's God's Spirit. Is Jesus Christ God? He's God's Word made flesh. But there's one God. Galatians 1.3, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1.2, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1.3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. You go on, you're going to notice in every one of these introductions, the Holy Spirit's never mentioned. The Trinity says, hey, there's three persons. They're co-equal, they're co-eternal, they have all the same powers, but they are separate minds and personalities that make the one God, yet the Holy Spirit's never mentioned in the greeting here. If he's a person with a, with a will and a mind and emotion that's separate from the Father and separate from the Son and is one of the three and the three and the one, how come none of the apostles ever mention him in the introductions? They only mention the Father and his Son. That's it. And this was in the age when the Holy Spirit's reigning. Ephesians 1.17 That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. Ephesians 5.20 Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord. God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6.23 Peace be to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how much more plain it can be. I really don't. Philippians 1-2, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1-2, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1-3, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying with you always. First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.1, Paul and Silvanus and, and Timotheus, unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's repeated there twice. First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.3, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God our Father. And that is such a great passage. Leave it up there for a second. Look at what we're supposed to be about right there. We're not supposed to be dividing over all this stuff. Let people believe what they're going to believe. The Spirit will move us. Trinitarians, Binitarians, Unitarians, read what it says. Let the Spirit move, but read that. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope, faith, hope, and love. That's it in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God, and our Father. That's what it's about. It's right there. The differences on how we understand it, we got to let it go. We can't let these guys bully us and beat us up because we refuse to see things the way they see it, as a big gang. They're a gang, and they beat you up wherever they go if you differ in any way, differ with them on baptism, Differ with them on Sabbath day. Differ with them on facial hair. Differ with them on anything and the gang comes out. That's what cowards are. They come out in a gang and they beat you up because you differ with them. First Thessalonians 5, 9, For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. How come none of the apostles are including here all the things about deification of the Holy Spirit and the son as he walked around? There are some passages and they are explainable in the context, but the the mass of scripture, the mass of it tells us there's one God, there's one Lord Jesus Christ and I worship that Lord Jesus Christ. He is my access to the one God, but that is how he served it. Second Thessalonians one one Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus send to the church in Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I know I'm gonna wrap through them. Let's I'm gonna see if there's any grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Jump with me to First Timothy one two grace mercy peace God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Where's the Holy Spirit? Never the Holy Spirit. Never ever the Holy Spirit mentioned co-created, co-eternal, actual equal person to the Father and the Son, part of the Trinity. If you remove the Holy Spirit, you have a benity. So, but nevertheless, never mentioned. Doesn't make sense. I charge thee before God, Paul says in 1 Timothy 5, 21, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Before God and the Lord. There is one God and there is a Lord, and they are two. They are two. There is one God and there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. So we have to understand that. We uh, drop down to Philemon, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father, Lord Jesus Christ. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you, John, mercy, peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father in truth and love. And then finally in Jude, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. I've only pulled out these main ones. This morning in my study, uh, personal study, I saw at least seven others that point out what I'm just trying to make. This does not, see, here's the problem. What the cults have done is they've taken Jesus and they said, he's a created being. He, uh, 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 he is uh, not eternal. He didn't, God created him and all this stuff. He wasn't God at all. They have made that major mistake when it comes to Jesus, right? But the Trinitarians have made a major mistake by making three separate and distinct mind, eternal, co-equal, co-powerful gods that make up this one convoluted, one God. And like Leo Tolstoy said, it makes no sense. It can't make sense, and guess what they say to that? That's the beautiful mystery. The scripture is plain. We have one God. He loved us so much, he sent his only begotten son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who I believe sits on the throne now. I believe in that incarnate, resurrected body, whatever it is, he is on the throne representing the one God. I think God is all in all. This gets really heavy, I know it gets out there, but that's how I see it from the book of Revelation. John looks up and he sees one throne and one being on it. That's what he sees, and he never says it's God. But that being on that throne had a right hand, which held a scroll. I believe that's Christ Jesus. And when we die, we will see Christ Jesus, the fullness of God, right there. But that's another subject. All right, let's wrap up our discussion about the good news that we started last week, and then we will open the phone lines if there's any calls, 801-590-8413, 801-590-8413.
1: The first 15 minutes have a sound, you want to cover that now because they're requesting it online and things like that. It's not recorded either. So in order to get that while it's live, go ahead and cover that. No. You I'll do it next week.
0: I'll just record it for the for the archives. Well, he called back there, but he's did he hear the qual- did he hear the? I don't think did he hear my challenge? He I don't have see any phones lit up either. Did he hang up?
1: Yeah, he up because we were still
0: talking. Was he gonna call back? Call back. Call back, Troy. We want to hear your answer to that question. That question alone, please. I want to hear this because I want to hear your logic on it. Uh, we're going to continue forward and uh, we will uh, we'll cover stuff later. But um, I'm going to wrap up the gospel. That's the first thing in our, uh, in our chart. And we talked about the gospel last week. So what we said was the gospel, his victory as seen through the gospel. What does it do? Described as all the world, this is what we said last week, saved from sin. All the world he saved from sin. This means that the sin that remains is faithlessness and failure to love. It is not the sins of the flesh that was paid for 2,000 years ago by Christ for the world. That's good news. okay? And then we said, realizing this good news, those who realize this are empowered to love. That's good news. That's how we described it. The result of this in believers' lives from the good news is gratitude and the fruit of the Spirit and uh, joy, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit, and hope and dying to self and allegiance to God. These are such blessings because of the gospel and the big love And a a continued desire to draw close and know God. All the fruit of all the world saved from sin and those who believe that and understand it are empowered to love because of the gospel through his victory. It was pretty simple. We summarized it as that. Now, let me go over here and say religious bondage by the few over the many. Okay, the religious bondage of the few and the gospel here now is seen differently. It's seen as something that must be earned. If not initially, if they say it's free, you'll discover that religions, we're talking about religious bondage, will always bring the gospel around to needing to be earned or at least kept alive through something. Okay? It's been done over here. The victory's been had. But religion will always say the gospel has to be earned. They will also say it includes more. That's not good news. That is not good news if it includes more. It means Jesus didn't finish it. It means we can't trust what he did if it includes more. But religions will always say there's more. Always. Always. The gospel's never enough to a church, okay? They want more. And then they say it is limited. In other words, they ignore the fact that all the world has been saved from sin. And by ignoring, what they say is Jesus paid for the sins of the world if you believe that works, that is effective to you. See? But that's how they get around that. They say, he, he paid for the sins of the world, but you got to believe to make that effective. That is not what it says. It says he paid, he came to save the world from sin. He paid for the sins of the world. By ignoring this, they say that they focus on sin then. Because if Jesus paid only for the sins of those who believe then the focus is to fight against sin in this world. They forget it's been paid for. And that is what kind of the shift that happens between what religions do with the good news and what the good news really is. Uh, It's to the religion, the gospel, good news becomes bad if it's not received. In other words, the gospel, Jesus' victory switches from being good news to bad news to people who don't receive it. I would suggest to you the gospel is always good news. It never turns to bad news. And Jesus' victory is good news to the world. If we start to see it that way, we're going to start to understand it better and then be able to share it better. But if the good news becomes bad news, that does not make any sense. Now, are there things about the good news that could be taken advantage of that aren't? Absolutely. And do people lose and suffer and loss because of that? Sure. But the good news does not become bad news. All right? And then finally, uh, this goes along with earned, it is something that has to be maintained. And religions always, always throw this in there. Because if you say to a pastor over a church, oh, I believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, and uh, I've been saved, and I'm walking with him, and uh, so I'm good, I don't need to come to church. Oh well, you know, oh well, yeah you do. Really, why? I mean the good news, right? It's good news, I've received it. Nah, gotta maintain it. You gotta keep up. And and this is how they thrive and stay. So the result of all this, when it has to be earned, there's an inability to love. When you take the good news, and you tell somebody that it has to be earned, it lessens our ability to love. When we take the good news for what it is, we are empowered to love. But if you mess around with it in here, this is the result. And you start judging others, and you start getting mean to others, and you start doing all these things to others, because this has been lost and this has taken over. The second thing that happens is the more There's always something more. The gospel becomes a burden. And that's the big thing about organized religions. They heap upon the backs of their proselytes more burdens, right? The gospel's not enough, remember? They've lost all this. Gratitude, through the Spirit, joy, hope. This is what we're thriving in as believers because we realize this. But you shift over here into religious bondage and pretty soon the burdens come because there's more expected. And when you can take good news and make more expected, you get burdens. What else? The good news is not the good news because God hasn't totally had the victory. He was not completely victorious. This is really quizzical to me. Is he did it? That's the good news. Because he did it, we don't have to do it. That's the good news. And so, when you get over here, suddenly Christ's good news becomes diminished, and uh, because he wasn't totally victorious. And so therefore religion has to keep going and doing its thing. And then uh, when uh, this leads to legalisms, I'm not even spelling right now. And then there's also fear and weights, which are burdens and all of this stuff. The result, discouragement, bondage, disunity, i got to not let Delaney do my notes anymore. She's uh, been sipping at the cooking sherry. Uh, just kidding, Delaney. Oh, she's not in here. All right. Yeah. So I know we lost the first 15 minutes of audio, and we'll cover that stuff again. We'll come in here and do it, and we'll put it in the archives, and you can watch it. But I just want to... We're going to wrap up the good news and how the religions have taken that beautiful thing and they've filtered over to this other side and it's become an ugly thing. And because of that ugliness, people are burdened and they're, they have an incapacity to truly love. Uh, let's open up the phone lines, 801-590-8413. If we have no calls, we're going to wrap it up. Are there calls? Are we doing a spot? Do it one spot and we're going to check the calls. All right, is he on the phone? his emails to make financial support a non-event
1: it's been a difficult balancing act refusing to harp on our monetary state while keeping the mission alive looking to the apostolic church Paul thought it perfectly just to live off the carnal things of the church in exchange for providing them spiritual things so he applied his skills as a tent maker so as to never be wrongly charged by those he was there to feed. From a very young age, Sean has been engaged in one form of artistic expression or another acrylic keychains, sketches, ceramics, cartoons. Just as Paul was a tent maker. Sean has recently decided to turn his form of artistry, deconstructing acrylic panels, as a means to subsidize the work of the ministry. So here's the deal. We are offering anyone who is interested an original, one-of-a-kind, signed, numbered, and authenticated piece of art for a minimum, mostly tax-deductible donation. This, of course, is not for everyone. In fact, it's not for most people, as the minimum donation is high. But we are certain that these original works will make a tremendous addition to anyone's collection, while your donation will greatly help the continuation of this ministry. If you have the discretionary income and the inclination, please contact us. As always,
0: We are grateful. Troy, did you hear the question? Did you hear the question? Uh, I think I came in late. What was the question? The question is this, and I, I'd like, I really would seriously like just a yes or no answer. I'll do my best. Let's say that I am, according to your emails, never going, not a true Christian. I'm never going to be a true Christian. I'm in that 1%, that high prob- improbability, and yet I'm going to continue to teach uh, non-Trinitarian ideas to people here online and at campus and stuff, people I meet. And I'm going to influence those people, some of them at least, to believe my way, which, according to you, is a sentence to hell forever.
2: My question... There's still a chance to you get your life, so I hope you kill yourself. What's that? I, I caught part of your video saying... Okay, that you so to yes kill or yourself. no. And I'm saying no, you shouldn't, because there's still a chance to you get your life, to Christ. but killing yourself is definitely a sure way to get to hell. But
0: remember, my, hell. My, my point was, you said... There's a one percent chance that I will come around. Yes. So there's a 99 I,
2: I truly, percent I truly believe. believe that in all my heart.
0: OK, But here's my thing. I'm not going to come around. Here's my point. That was the, you part don't of the know co- that for sure. No, but here's part of the God, God. It very screw. This is part of we the just might change you. This is part of the question. I'm not going to come around, and I'm going to spin you don't the. I'm not going to. You can't say that with 100% certainty. No, you don't get it. It's not, it's not a fact, Troy. <laughs> it's part of the question. It's not a fact. It's part of the question. Let's say I never turn around and I spend the rest of my life speaking and teaching against Trinitarian ideas and I lead some people to believe like I do. So that's the question. It's not whether I do or not. The question is- that's the if, question. What my question is if I do that should I should I kill myself or should I just go forward and teach people?
2: I said no you shouldn't kill yourself because if there's a 1% chance you could get space. Troy, can you understand don't. can you
0: understand what I'm I, saying? I I believe I understand the question and I just answered it. No, well let me help you understand it better. I am saying in the question I'm not going to come to your ways. I'm never going to Let's just say that's a you can't fact. Say that, that's
2: it's a No, we're case.
0: just saying you can't say that we're just say, still a 1% chance. We're just saying it's hypothetical. Hypothetically speaking, let's You're saying
2: you are definitely okay, okay, you die and you never gave your life to Christ, you should kill yourself before then. Right. I, I die, I haven't given my life to Christ, like well, all can't, your, We can't talk in hypotheticals like that. That's ridiculous. Uh, so you want I have so, no idea if you're going to end up giving your life to Christ and becoming that. No, the, no,
0: I know you don't have an idea. That's not what we're talking about. We're saying That hypothetically speaking, Troy, I'm not going to. I'm going to stay my course, and I'm going to lead people to the non-trinitarian idea. I'm going to. That's the question. Should I remain alive on this earth? Knowing to kill you, knowing I'm going to lead.
2: Maybe God can use your evil for good. Okay, that's fair enough. Look at your bad arguments for what. That's fine. You actually don't even understand the Trinity, I don't believe. So people are going to look at your arguments and say to themselves, hey, I don't want to be like Sean. I'm yeah. going to give my life to Christ.
0: Okay. And, and so I accept that. By the way, the Mormons all said I didn't understand Mormonism either. That's why I left. So it's always yeah. that the person who questions it never understands. Hey, did
2: Jesus ever pray to himself when he was praying to the Father? Did Jesus pray to the Father? I was he praying to himself when he prayed to the Father?
0: No, he was praying to his Father.
2: Because that's a distinct personage his, that he's yes, praying his, to. Yes, his father, God, is a distinct person. And before person. time and space, those three personages continued. All existed. Time well, and space? For, for, for the purpose of creation... They For in the purpose father of creation and, and spirit to relate to us. Wait a you know, second, the father Troy. Is Troy, the lover. Troy, the, the one. The, the one the father is the lover. lover? The, one is These the things are all and the man talk. Is a love. You have not the quoted a scripture. Them. You can't have love if there's nobody to love, and it's just God. Where is that? What scripture is that? what scripture is that? What scripture is that, Troy?
0: That's the bottom line. That's the best argument you could ever make. Ar- well, your arguments don't work on me. They're futile. Because you're not born again. Okay, okay. there's the other backup. The I'm mindset. not born again. I can't understand. So when does this when does this downward spiral end? I mean, when does it end, Troy? What do you mean? Wait, well, you've sent me 54 emails in seven days. Well, I'm
2: pretty. I'm, I think we're pretty. We're pretty clear and done. It's, it's all prep work for the show, right? So none of your emails were prep work for the show. Trinityan. Troy Orthodox Church is solid. Troy. And so you know we never need to talk again. If you don't want to ever talk again, we don't need to ever talk again. That's excellent. We don't even need to exchange one email with each other either. Is that what you want?
0: Just understand. If that's what you want, I'll give you what you want. Okay, okay. Troy, just wait Calm, calmly. I, would, I will exchange emails with you, but just don't make them the emails that I've received the past week. Why would you call? Like why would you, why would you Ex- write? To, wait a second. Why would you write to someone who professes Jesus as Lord Christ's Savior who shed blood has redeemed them, and tell
2: them that you're, they worship the Satan. Teaching a Jesus that is not of the Trinity, teaching a false Christ. There's only true love in the Trinity. Remember what I said before? There's the lover, the beloved, and the kind of to hear your no 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 no, 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 no. No rhetoric. That, I don't, don't want to hear true your love. rhetoric. True love, love, no, is no, not no,
0: no, Troy. It your rhetoric, right rhetoric is meaningless to me. I just want... I know to, it is. You're
2: not born again. Okay, you made God that point come, clear. Come to you. He has to draw, he's drawing me, but you Troy, haven't really You've made it clear. You have searched them out, and that's you, how it's Troy, going to be. you've made, that,
0: Troy, you've you made that clear. Accept it. No, I'm not going to accept what you're saying. And I know you say it's because I'm not born again, but your question was, will I accept your emails? I will accept your emails, and I'll respond to them kindly, like I've responded to every one of your emails, hoping God blesses you, hoping that is good with you. But that doesn't seem to stop you from attacking me. I wanna know how you think you're in the position to attack a person who says they love God, they love Jesus, he died for them, he has faith on them. I'm not
2: attacking you, I'm giving you the truth of your mistaken assumption.
0: Okay, so your attacks sound, the words you use are very attacking.
2: So you, no, the, not as, not well, as bad I read as. I on you, the right air, and, and I've I got think, a bunch of them quoting. You're you're calling me insane, and other really quite derogatory terms. I have like not the, called you insane. You on the show. I called you insane. That had the same problem. You are treating them the same way.
0: Okay, just stop for a second. I, our audience. I learned from Troy that he called us in 2010, or he emailed me, and after a series of this, I did say in 2010, "You're insane," and so that's what yeah. he's speaking of.
2: Troy, I apologize. Troy? Talking about everything Troy? else, the, the thing that's Troy, most important wait. here is we have Jesus praying to the Father. Troy? And you agree that Jesus is not the Father, Troy, and, you know, he's, I want to he's apologize praying to, to apologize to the Father, so be Troy? Father, so
0: Father, so Troy? The,
2: Can I apologize to the you? Holy Spirit. I don't know why that is so complicated for you to understand. It's Troy? because you've been drawn from Mormonism, always hate the Trinity, and it's so ingrained in you Troy? I you know embrace the it. Trinity... Completely. Well, I, think.
0: I embraced the Trinity as I understood it completely for many, many years until I was shown differently. But I want to apologize to you. I'm sorry I called you insane. Uh, it was unfair of yeah. me. Uh, no, please accept my online apology. I do accept it. All right. And, and understand yeah. that I'm doing my best according to how I understand things.
2: You, we you, just think the contradiction because if you've got Jesus praying to the Father, obviously he's not praying to himself. You've got two distinct personages, right? I, you, you I have, have no a right problem, with that. Have no problem with that. The I have no problem with that. Being. I have a problem with three. three. Persons anymore. So you've changed God. No, but I have a problem the with three. never allow you to squeeze those three. Person, so there's no person's in God, and he's acting like a ventriloquist.
0: Okay, Troy.
2: Troy, you can't do that. That's wrong,
0: wrong, wrong. Okay, Troy. And I have, I have the right. Wrong, that I have the right. I read the scripture like you do. I try to follow Christ like you do. I have the right to interpret scripture as much as you do, Troy. I don't have to Where agree with Where in scripture you.
2: does the two persons that we Troy, why does your version where of... Do they, where, do, where do they end up appearing? before time is The problem is space? you're breaking
0: up and I'm not getting you, all you the words. That. You don't have that anywhere in You have found a verse for that. You have nothing to support what you believe. What, what do you mean I just gave 60 verses
2: to support not what I believe? One of them said that there's no longer the personages of uh, God. Not one of them said...
0: Not one of them said
2: what? Not one of them says. There's not the, these images of the Godhead.
0: Either so you want a passage that says there's not three creation.
2: separate persons? They never go away. The three person, their three wills never go away. Before time and space, or after time and space. Before let, creation so or after space, creation, you can't find one can verse smoke in the Bible time and that's space. the case. And that's Listen, the problem. Troy, Troy, that's not the God we believe let, in. That's not Troy, the God the Christian Troy, church has ever believed in.
0: Tell me something, please, before you keep preaching to me. Just explain to me why your version of the God we believe in is better and superior to mine.
2: Um, why is superior? Because yeah. he has somebody to love.
0: Okay, I believe he My has to-
2: has loved the one that's beloved. You can't have somebody to love love it. there's no, enough there to love.
0: That's and why I, and in the God has
2: perfect community, perfect fellowship think... and love between all three persons.
0: Okay. So you're beautiful. You're, so let me let me just repeat you. The the way, the reason your version of God is superior to mine is because you said your version allows gives God someone to love. Is that correct?
2: Within his within his three persons, yes.
0: Within his... Th- so, so if
2: he's by himself, then he doesn't have that. I see. It's just like, brought along without a okay. person to all right, okay. You no, know no, no, it's, no, like, I, okay, this, it's okay, Troy. So
0: Troy, it's okay. To, Troy, it's okay. Uh, I, uh, Please, just work, of, uh, just work with me, Troy. Kind of like just work with me. It's okay. You, let's say you're... Lo- I want to know why your logic about that premise is superior to my logic.
2: Because it comes with contradiction in the Bible. But it's not true.
0: Okay, so what we're coming down to, then, is opinion here.
2: And, and okay. what you're saying, yeah, Troy... Sure. Like, you need to find one verse where the persons of the Godhead uh, squeeze back into each other in modalism i don't understand what you're saying i don't i'm not i'm not like a modalist, a like I'm, not a modalist sense, troy, I'm not a modalist in the sabellian sense troy i'm
0: not a modalist in the sabellian sense so you got that wrong
2: you're a modalist it's, i think it's called simultaneous modalism you can he's flipping well however you name people, it i believe in one as god as i believe in one god that's modalism. let me you don't th- want to believe that's modalism but that's t- definitely t- modalism troy sequential modalism sequential but they all have the same general flavor and the god is you know kind of one person up there and he's operating in these different will
0: you accept uh, this from me troy i believe in one god the father and in his son jesus christ our lord and savior will it will you accept that from me
2: because i know that's not what you i know that's exactly that what i believe modalism. That's, that's
0: exactly what Everybody i believe
2: who believes in modalism will i believe be that god's
0: word was made flesh Troy, i've made that very clear in all my teachings that's not modalism. That's a part. That's his word made flesh. Troy, you're unfair to me. You're being unfair, and and I, I right. pray for God's blessings it's upon true. you. But you're not being fair. I just quoted a scripture, and, and, and you wouldn't allow me God to. The never ceased
2: to exist. What? They never ceased to exist.
0: I will never cease,
2: cease to exist. The three persons of the God never cease to exist.
0: Oh, I see. see the, so you're, you're you're still three persons in You're still preaching the working thing I don't other, working understand. Okay, Troy, we're uh, done. We're done. But... Persons, we were for time and space. Do, do me a favor, time and space. Do me a favor. Don't email me the things anymore because they hurt my feelings. I, I love okay. the Lord and I try to serve Him. And we will see, like I have to tell the LDS.
2: After I, this... I only have one thing I want to you. one verse where it says, before time and space, God goes back to being just one person. And uh, he's no longer in those three modes anymore.
0: Where does it say Trinity?
2: Hmm?
0: Where does it Trinity say Trinity?
2: It's three persons before time and space. They're all uncreated. They each have their own will, reflected in scripture, in creation when we see them operating, and also with time and space.
0: Troy, right. I, I just think that this has been good because you are showing our audience the very thing I've been speaking against for years. And that is, what has been the fruit of this? Nothing. There has been nothing who's good Who's born again and who's not born again. Is that what this is about, Troy, that you're born again and it's I'm like not? It's like James it
2: Wallace, it? the uh, cold case detective, he says you're not saved either. And he's one of the greatest evidentialists there ever was. Does it matter who? If ev- you, you worship a false Christ, okay, therefore, Troy, you're going to end up going to hell.
0: Troy? And that, that makes sense. Okay, it makes sense to you. Are you accomplishing much through this? Do you believe you've won over the audience? Yeah, because
2: I think what's happening is people are seeing that you I think can they're find that verse too. where God goes back into modalism. I think the audience everywhere persons. is seeing. You can't find a verse like that, but yet that's your teaching.
0: All right, my brother. I don't know what verse you're speaking of. I gave you a bunch of verses. I know. Listen, I can't find it either. I can't find I can't either. Verse
2: where God I, is operating on like the ventriloquist. I
0: can't either. Hey, Troy, um, listen, uh, God bless you. Modes. What's that?
2: I said I can't find a God, a God in the Bible where he's operating in three different modes. I can't find that.
0: I can. I can. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, my friend. God bless you, and take care, and I, I wish the best on you. You, you take care. Yes, same here. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. All right, we are out of time. Uh, If you've called in and you're waiting, uh, sorry. But that was good because we can see. And it's not necessarily that he's so bad or wrong. He believes strongly what he believes. That's okay. But when that belief flows over to the point where we are looking at each other and saying, not saved, not a believer. And we don't leave that up to God at least. We can say, I don't agree with you. Troy can say, I find you specious and all this. But when we start saying, we know, instead of leaving it to God, we're in trouble. And that's, that's the whole point, really. Get along, love each other, disagree. We're gonna, but let's not point fingers and, uh, and hurt each other. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week here on Heart of the Matter.